from the Great Commission. Um, before we can get there, uh, just a footnote. Uh, if you read the book of Genesis chapter 1, the Bible tells us of God creating the heavens and the earth. Now, I need you to realize with me that everything that God created, every living organism that God created, he put within it the propensity and the ability to multiply itself. Whatever is of God will always multiply itself. That is a principle that we ought to learn. Whatever is of God will do what? Will multiply itself. Not even a living organism, a blessing that comes from God comes within it having the ability to multiply itself. When you see something that is against multiplying itself or growing beyond its own existence, that thing is not of God. That thing, that's why I have a, a problem with, with, with gays and lesbians. They are fighting the, co the, the, the concept of multiplication because where Adam meets Steve, there is nothing that comes out of it. So it is not, such a union is not of God because everything that is of God multiplies itself. Every tree has a seed to multiply itself. So even as a church, every, the ch a church that is of God will always be involved in the work of multiplying itself. That is the principle that I need us to, 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 to have in mind as we go, as we go through this. Now, I, uh, unfortunately, I think we'll have a challenge with visibility of, of e, e, e presentation, e presentation here too. But um, we, will, we will do what we can. We will do what we can. All right, let's go to the, to the next slide. Let's, let's go to the book of Matthew, ch chapter 28, verse 16 to 20. Anyone who has it in the New King James Version, the NKJV, do we have it like our Ospatama KJV pad? KJV, in and out. New King James Version. You have it? Amen. Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 to 20. Go ye therefore. Now, the, the, the words, go ye therefore, as much as they are a literal command, the words have taken on a, a figurative meaning over time altogether. Whenever we say the theme is go ye therefore, no one has to tell you what we are talking about. The statement on its own begins to invoke certain attachments to it. We are talking of evangelism. We are talking of church growth. We are talking of, of, of ministry. We are talking of all that. Just by that statement, go ye therefore. It has, it, has, it, has, it has become a symbol of, of, of the Great Commission. It has become a symbol of our mission. So, so, uh, let's go. Uh, Matthew 28. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, 
Amen. So here we find the Great Commission, right? A few things that I want us to lay down as, 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 um, as we are building the groundwork for, for, for our discourse. Number one, the mission that God gives us there is the mandate of the church. And the church is the executor of the mandate that comes from God. Are we okay with that statement? The mission is the mandate of the church. And that makes the church the executor of the mandate that comes from God. So when we talk of the Great Commission, we are talking of the great mandate that has been given to the church by God. And that makes the church an executor of the mandate of God. Clear there. Now, the mandate is holy. But the executors of the mandate are human. The mandate comes from God in and of itself is holy. But those who have been tasked with executing the mandate are human. We agree there. Number three. The mandate will always be bigger than the executors of the mandate, which is the church. Yeah? The mandate is bigger than the church. The church can never be bigger than its mission. What's the consequence of that? That means the mandate defines the church. The church does not define the mandate. Church cannot change the mission because the mission is bigger than church, but the mission alters the church. That is why the church has changed its shape and form through the ages. It is because of the mission. Are, are we okay there? Yeah. Now, the other thing, the other thing that we need us to notice is that now, the message contained within the mandate, remains unchanged and unchanging. But the missionaries, the executors, will always change. The message does not change. But those who have been tasked with executing the mandate are the ones that are changing. It is important for us to understand that I cannot preach like my father. I preach the same message that my grandfather, if ever he was a preacher of the gospel, preaches. But I will not preach it like him because the messenger has changed, but the mission remains the same. We have a challenge here, now, who want to be very conservationist in our approach that we begin to expect that the messengers remain unchanging because we think when the messengers change, they will alter the, the, the mandate. But the mandate does not change because the mandate is bigger than the messenger. So if, if 
at some point, to some people, God sends a king. Because he knows they will receive a king. To others, he sends a lawyer. Because he knows they will receive a lawyer. To others, he sent a farmer. To others, a tent maker. Tent maker. To others, he sent, he sent fishermen. God always changes the mission. God always changes the messengers. But the mission remains the same. Unchanged and unchanging. The mission... <laughs> Listen to this one. This one is very important. The mission is the means of God to save the missionary. I do not preach primarily for your salvation before mine. The mission that God gives me is his means of saving me and then you. So in order to serve the missionary, God gives him the mission. See right, love. So let us allow the missionaries to change because of changing time. We cannot, we'll get to that as we are going. We cannot as a church insist on remaining stagnant whilst the, 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 the recipients of the message are changing. We'll get, we'll get to that. Now, uh, whose job is it then to grow the church? Just a few hands, then we'll go. Whose job is it? I once heard this statement. That it is the sheep's job to give birth and not the responsibility of the shepherd. Clear as it is. But now, let's go back to the basics. Um, just skip the next slide. Let's go to the goals and the objectives of the church. Skip that one. Let me come now. Let's talk. What, is, what are our goals? What is our mission? What are our goals? Just click down again. What are our goals and objectives at Malihambi? What's the purpose of this church? What's the purpose of the existence of this church? Don't tell me about the Great Commission. Don't tell me about the mission of the Great of, of, of EGC, a general conference. Tell me emission Yemalhambi. How to get? Tell me emission Yemalham. What's the mission of this church? Why are we here? To serve the Lord uh, through community services. Have you seen a need for a specific service to this community that necessitated the existence of this church. I mean, what if this place does not need this church? What is our mission since Anland? That is where we ought to begin. What is it that we are we are what's our mission? What's our mission here? Here in this community land. Now we ought to have goals as a church. 
and objectives as a church. We'll come back now to the to the bolts, nuts and bolts of how to begin to do that. That will be the last part of, of my presentation. An interesting, uh, rather revolutionary approach to, to, to doing things. Now, I want goals. What are goals? Goals are, are, are long-term aims that we want to accomplish altogether. What is our goal as a church? We ought to have a long-term goal as a church. Now, that long-term goal ought to be known by everyone in the church. That is why you'll find in certain in other corporate organizations, they have a mission and a vision altogether. When you come in, five years later, you'll find that their mission and vision remain the same because those are long-term goals, long-term aims that the company exists to accomplish. Uh, now, objectives, on the other hand, are concrete attainments that can be achieved by following a certain number of steps. Objectives feed into goals. Our objective is to have a youth seminar from the 24th to the 27th of July at Malihambi. That is our objective. But what is that objective feeding into the goals? What is our goal to evangelize to the youth of Maliham? What has inspired our goal? We have realized that this place is populated by young people who are unemployed, who are, who are, who are into drugs, and, and, and so we want to infiltrate this place with the gospel. So we want to do this in the next 10 years. In the next five years, we want to make sure that Malihambe is both filled and run by the young people of this community. That is our goal. What is our objective? The objective this year is to have a seminar. Are we together? Now, as a church, we ought to have goals and we ought to break those to, down to, to, to objectives. Um, okay, let's go on. Goals and objectives are often used interchangeably, but the main difference comes in the level of concreteness, right? Goals are more idealistic, yet objectives are tangible, are achievable and deliverable within a short space of time. Now, through the, the work of various church departments, go down. Through the work of various church departments working together, we ought to drive towards specific goals that we ought to reach as a church. Now, it is important that you understand that, number one, we need every department of the church to become functional, but not the way we have come to think they should function. We'll get to that shortly. Number two, we need everyone to work together. And number, number three, we need to have goals. Like, for instance, uh, I, when, when was your, your, your planning session? Have you sorted out your calendar for this year? Not yet. Ah, beautiful. Beautiful. By the grace of God, I'll be able to change your mind this afternoon so that you can tear down all the plans that we have. We start afresh the planning process. How together. Now, this is a comparison between goals and objectives. Goals are broad general intentions, they are intangible, they are abstract, they are large in size, the worst objectives are narrow, precise, tangible, concrete, easy to measure, etc. Altogether. So we ought to have as a church goals, right? 
But not only do we need to have goals, we ought also to have what? Objectives. How do we arrive where we are going? It is not enough for us to just say we are going. We want to fill these people, we want 30 converts in three years. How? We now begin to break it down to measurables, how to get. We want to, to do this in a month. We want to do this in a year. We want to do this in two years until we get to achieve our goals as, as, as a church. Right. Uh, going on. Now, something about objectives. Objectives, go down a bit. Objectives are smart. Smart is an abbreviation. Number one, objectives ought to be measurable. We elect departments and we task them with achieving something, but how do we measure at the end of the day if they have achieved those objectives? We can't. Why? Because as a church, we operate too much on faith. That no one has a clear mandate on what they need to achieve. That's why our churches are not growing. We ought to give the, 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 each department. What is your department? Your department is AY Ministries. You, you have to have measurable objectives. So that we would come six months down the line and say, one, two, three, what have you done? You say, no, here I'm at six, here I'm at seven, here I'm at 30%. We can measure objectives. They have to be measured. They have to be specific, number one. Number two, they have to be measurable. Number three, they have to be achievable. Let's not overstretch ourselves and say, no, we want to make sure what's next by next month. Let church have to new conference. No, let them be achievable. Now, number four, let them be realistic, depending on, 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 on what we understand by our church. We are going to come that. I'm doing this a little bit in reverse. And then they have to be time-specific. They have to be what? Time-specific. Now, let's go to the Great Commission. Uh, our objectives, our goal, the, the big goal that we have as the Church of God, not the Seventh-day Adventist Church, the church of God everywhere is the Great Commission. How to get it? That is a global, humanistic, everyone is, 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 is here. But from here now, we begin to derive our goals and our objectives depending on where God has placed us. It is important for me to state this so that we understand it. Did you get the, what do they call it? Thank God they have saved you guys. Tinabas Tumela at my church. It's a good thing I using a paper because otherwise I delete. Here is my argument. Of course, I had a struggle from last year, but now people are beginning to understand. And I need you to understand me. Here is my argument. Okay, you guys don't know where I worship, ne? You see, if you are coming from Timistin, going to Primrose, but marathon, ne? Oh, you know, that's where I worship. And trust me, Ted Wilson has never been to that place. There is no way anyone at the GC can know what the needs of my community are. So why should I have an AIDS and, and drugs awareness match when my community needs food? 
Then they say, no, Namsanje, it's, it's, it's book distribution day. And then we run church, the church, we make sure today is book distribution church, uh, dis- book distribution day, because that's what the GC program says. But the entire community is illiterate. So we have, the reason why we are accepting those is because we have become lazy as a church. We don't want to do the actual work. And the actual work starts from us planning properly. Now, I need us to, 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 to analyze a little bit, just shortly, a little bit, the Great Commission, as we find it in the book of Matthew, chapter 20, 28. Now, first, uh, verse 16, the Bible says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Number one, I just want to make a point out of this one. Uh, for those who, who, who know the Bible, ne? We have studied to those deep levels. There is something called the, the, that they call numerology, which is the study of the symbolism of numbers in the Bible. They will tell you that the number 12 symbolizes, it, it has a, a, the prophetic sim, symbolism of the number 12 is that 12 is the, is the, uh, uh, refers to the complete army of God. So 12 is the army of God in its completion. 12, that's the number 12. That's why Jacob had 12 sons. There were 12 nations in Israel. Now, Revelation, 12 times 12,000, which is 144,000. Jesus said 12 disciples, there are 12 guests to the city, blah, 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 blah. 12 is the completion of, the number of completion of the army of God altogether. However, when Jesus gives the commission, he did not give us to give it to a complete army. He gave it to leaven. He gave it to an imperfect number. Because one had fallen away. What's the point that I'm trying to make? I'm trying to say, within this, that great commission that we find from verse 16 to 20, number one, it is important for us to understand that God never expected us to be perfect in order to achieve the mandate. The mission was given to imperfect people, to an imperfect number. It was an 11-ish number, a limping number to which God, Jesus says, go ye therefore. So let not our imperfections limit us from achieving the mandate of God. What am I talking? What am I trying to say? Let me bring it home. The fact that we are a small church is not an excuse for us not to achieve the mandate that God has given us. Altogether. I do not know what your excuses are here as a church, but that the, the, it, no excuse matters. Sisonke. Because the mission was never given to a, 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 a perfect church. It was given to an imperfect church. Moses says to, 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 to God, I, 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 I stutter, I cannot speak. Moses does not understand that your imperfections do not compromise the perfection of your mission. God wants to use us with our imperfections as a church, bringing it down from the church to individuals. There are some of us who think that because of what we lack, we cannot do this work of God. Some of us, our excuses are that we don't have enough money. Some of us, we think we do not have enough time. Some of us, we think we are not intelligent enough. Some of us, we think we are not gifted enough. Some of us think we do not yet understand the Bible enough. Blah, 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 blah. None of those excuses matter. God has always given his mission to imperfect people. There is not one perfect person who has ever called by God to achieve something. 
Tell me any important person in the Bible and I'll tell you their flaws. Abraham was a liar who slept with his wife's servant. Moses was a murderer, a stammerer. Paul was a murderer. David was an adulterer and a murderer and a liar. Or everyone that has ever achieved something for God was imperfect. Because the but Paul says, Paul says, for, 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 for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Whether you are, too, you are young, you are old, you are moneyed, you have less money, you, it doesn't matter. The mission was given to us knowing our imperfections. Sisonke. Number two, verse 17. Matthew says, and when they saw him, some worshipped him, but some doubted him. We ought to be honest and realistic about the fact that not everyone is going to accept our preaching or our ministry. Sisonke. The reason why some of us, and I'm talking to us as individuals, the reason why some of us are discouraged is because we are afraid of rejection. Anyway, rejection is normal. If we had time, we would have asked Elder Mo, how many women had to reject him before he could find the perfect one? You can never fear rejection. Had you been afraid of being rejected, you would not have started. And today, But because he was willing to deal with rejection, after rejection, what do you know? You understand? What's what I'm told? And most of the suddenly all those that rejected you don't matter. Am I making sense? So the fact that there are people who will reject our message does not compromise the quality of the message that you carry. Give it to them anyway. accept. Even Jesus himself some believed him and others but So let us not be discouraged. When God says go, let's go. This entire line, but one day someone will accept. Because some, even when it comes to Jesus, some believed him, worshipped him, but others doubted him. So if they doubted Jesus, <laughs> Who are we? So we have no reason to be discouraged because doubt, there are others who will doubt. We have never, we have not been called to convert everybody. We convert those that God wants to convert through us. That's it. Verse 18. <laughs> And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth on earth. 
Now, this is one of the most encouraging parts of the Great Commission, that we have been equipped with power to achieve what God is telling us to achieve. All together. We have been equipped with what? With power. Now, we do not use our power, but our power comes from his power. Right? They, 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 those, those, who, those who know Greek, they will tell you that there are two ways for power. Dunamis and exosia. Right? Dunamis being delegated, being, being, being inherent power, and exosia being delegated authority. Now, we operate on delegated authority altogether. But Christ, the one who delegates that authority, operates from, from, from dunamis, which is power that is inherent in him. It's unborrowed, it's unlimited, it can achieve anything he wants. And he says, now all power is given unto me. Now, therefore, go. God has equipped us with power. Now, then I, I struggle. Somebody maybe explain this to me. Do we still have power in the church? No, let me rephrase that. Do we still have power in the Seventh-day Adventist church? Do we have power? What has happened? What we are suffering from is not the absence of power, but it's our inability to tap into the power and use it. Are we together? That is where we are failing. And we have failed for so long that we have come to accept our failure as our reality. The first thing is, Bangu popo ulabazoti no 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 unja nukulegi unja nusapi lufili mafige bala lepezgu waku yutikas bata anonmege nuzo vuga ni mnige zuhude nga bakreni abuyela upritu Kai says all power is given now I need you to understand the expansity of that power he says in heaven and on earth but then the, the, uh, Jesus, why did Jesus have to wait until after his resurrection to say all power is given to him? Because before his resurrection, there was no physical evidence that Jesus had power over death. We know he had, but there had not been demonstration of that power. That if he dies, he himself. So there was room for us to doubt. Ewen, ilokukulukulu wetwaka azafe ngingafa ngifela leli vangeli nzovuswa ubani. But he comes, he dies. When he dies, he conquers death. When he comes, he says, now I have done everything in life and everything in death. I have conquered all powers given to me. So for this gospel, you can go either in life or in death. I give you power. So we are equipped, and our equipment is power. Sisong, questions, comments? Umele swa sebenzis. Umele swa sebenzis, that's the thing.
Let's go to verse 19 and 20. Now we are getting to the actual commission. The actual mandate that is given to us by, 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 by Jesus. <coughs> let's, let's read it, say. Verse 19. From, from the New King James Version. Go there you and make disciples of all the nations. May I borrow that Bible for a moment? Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. All right. Now, the first thing that Jesus says, now, this is the imperative. This is the mission of the church. What is the imperative? The imperative is to make disciples of all nations. Now, I need us to, to, to carefully understand that. We have not been called to baptize all nations. We are called to make disciples of them. That means we don't that does not mean our job is done unless and until that person has become a disciple. That is the imperative of the commission to make disciples. What is a disciple? A disciple is someone who's, who, 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 who propagates the agenda of another. Who learns from another and begins to propagate the agenda of another. We are the disciples of Jesus. That means we are on earth to propagate the agenda of Jesus. Unless and until, my elder, unless and until every member of your church is a disciple, your mission is not done. If it is not enough for you to say, I have 80 members in my church. Yes, you have 80 members, but you have not achieved because Uba Wunshapo has not yet become a disciple. He believes he is a good man. He keeps the Sabbath, but he is not yet propagating the agenda of Christ. And how do you propagate the agenda of Christ? By going there for, to preach altogether. So, being a good man is not what we have. We have not been called to make good people. <laughs> that is not the end of it. The end, the, 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 the purpose of all causes is for this person to become what? A disciple. You know, unless and until they become a disciple, our mission is not yet done. Altogether. Now, how about our goal? Now teach, now baptize. Now those, those, those are, are, are participles that we find. Now let's start with go. When he says go, our mission is not to go. Our mission is that as we go, we make disciples. Is it clear? Yeah. Our mission as a church is not to go. So let us not be satisfied to sing a pumalana in one afternoon sit while a young lendow, Master Spia says to Lugir, says Phila holding at his seven zil. No. Our mission is that as we go, we make disciples. Now that means what even as you go out to work, as you go about your day, as you go back home, as you go make disciples. He says, teaching them. 
Now, teaching is one of the tools we have been given to make disciples. Teaching is not the goal. Making disciples is the goal. Which is where I think my church missed it at some point. We become so obsessed with being uh, theologically correct that we have made it our mission to teach. But the teaching has not yet made us disciples. Teaching is a tool which we should use to make disciples. Teaching is also a participle there. And the other one is baptism. Baptism is also a tool that we are using to make disciples. But the mission of the church is to do what, saints? To make disciples. I may be baptized. You may have taught me. But unless and until I have begun to propagate the agenda of heaven on earth, spreading the kingdom, I have not yet become a disciple. So, are we disciples? Or we are just Christians? We are not talking about the right, right living here. We are not talking about right eating here. To this afternoon, we are talking about us being disciples, making disciples. Have you gotten to a stage where you have been made a disciple? As individuals, let's ask ourselves, because that is the mission. The mission, the reason why Jesus called to the twelve, he would not leave until he had made them disciples. And after three and a half years, he was done. That's why even in his absence, Peter stands up and says, and he preaches and 3,000 get converted more than his master ever did. Because he was now a disciple. From being a fisherman, he was now what? A disciple. And when they come in, our mission is to make them disciples. See, right, love? Now you will notice with me that discipleship is a continuous process. You don't get to a point where you say, We keep getting better and better at it. We keep growing as we get to know Christ better. We begin to do more and better and better. So we should not be afraid of learning how to be better disciples. Any questions, comments on that one? Are we still good? Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Let's skip this one. Say. Uh, let's go to that one. Next one. Let's leave that one. No, that's not the next one. No, let's leave that one. Let's skip that one as well. Now, this is a, I wish you could see this. Hmm. Now, this is what I was talking about. Um, let's, let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 16. Is it 10, verse 16? Matthew 10, verse 16, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> now, I'm going to share with you a strategy, right? Uh -huh. Listen to the last part. Jesus says, be wise as serpents. 
Because I'm sending you as sheep amongst wolves out together. That means who do your survival is 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 a new pain. Your survival is 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 not guaranteed. I'm sending you as sheep. How likely is a sheep? How likely is a sheep? English now. How likely is it that a sheep would walk through wolves and make it to the other side? But Jesus says, I know you are sheep. I know your weaknesses. I know your limitations. But I'm sending you as you are, like sheep amongst wolves. But if you are ever going to survive, be wise like snakes. Be as clever as serpents. You can't be stupid in this mission. You can't be dumb. You need to be clever. If ever we are going to survive as a church, we together. Now, this is the problem that our church, our church, along the way. We forgot at some point to be clever. We hold, held on to what was working for us in the in early 20th century and we stopped improving. That is why we are under threat. Instead of growing, our church is shrinking. Now, the rate of its shrinkage would have been alarmingly high, but the only difference in the August letter, you would think, and to spell it as well, see, it could say a corn. Our church is shrinking, especially the church in South Africa. It is shrinking at an alarming rate. We would think the numbers are getting more and more. That is not growth, that is expansion. <laughs> why, why am I saying that? My elder, if you were 20, beginning of the year, Simon move from Bulawayo. no from Zambia. no 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 from from Malawi. The church has Zambia le. The church has not grown. It has simply expanded. What one have you take a single go one of my You often. My promising Gaga, there is no increase of substance, there is just an increase of size. The church in South Africa is shrinking, but we have numbers that are not giving us a true reflection of the nature of the church. How many new converts are we bringing in and keeping in? That should be the issue. If I were to ask which Malhambi, since we became a church, Banga gets touches about from zero. That is where our thinking ought to begin. Because that's the mission of the church. Now here is a strategy. Yes, sir. Why? 
Be wise as serpents. <laughs> Genesis chapter 3. And the serpent was more subtle than every other beast in the garden. <laughs> I don't know. Why does the Bible say we should be wise as serpents? Is a serpent wise? <laughs> it's not clear to you. Okay. But what I do know is that Jesus is telling us that we should be clever, we should be wise. Why, like a serpent, I do not know. But the issue is for us to be, to be wise. Often when you are bitten by a snake, it does not come to you running like a lion, making noise. Silently it comes. You are lucky if you see it after that. And it's gone. It's gone. Also, sala sikubona kuwenga ma effect that you have been beaten. Something that just came into my mind. Maybe if I was a sheep amongst the wolves, I would want to operate ngingatingi invisible. Where we everyone is getting beaten, but they can't see what is beating them. Everyone is falling. Everyone is being infected by the gospel, but they don't see who is infecting everyone by the gospel. Like a serpent, underground, you know? I don't know. I don't know why we should be wise like serpents. <laughs> but that's just me thinking on that one. Can I go to a proposed strategy that I want to propose to the church? We can come back. Um, I am volunteering myself to help the church, take the church through this. If you decide this would work for you, I would, I would be willing to send it to you, my elder, so you can analyze it on your own and see if this will work for the church. Now, here, this, this, what I'm about to, to, to give you is a, is, a, is, a, is a strategy guideline or a strategy roadmap. Where should we begin and where should we end? Sisonke. Now, the foundation are setting and the church's current state. Number one, the first thing we should start on. I'm glad you have not yet started the planning for this year. Why am I glad? It's because uh, <laughs> I do not know. Maybe you did this. But when the people, when the youth director and the, the, the other, when the, 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 the seventh seventh are going to plan, do they have a clear mandate what they are planning for? Are there specific goals and objectives that we have set as a church that they should plan for? Often this is how we plan. And then what I want to do is I want to come here saying you direct, plan a similar program. Even a man like we singing a church program. But what did we achieve? Our plans look beautiful, but our plans are not achieving anything. 
What is the reason is because we are not starting where things should start. Number one, we need to begin with a short analysis of our church. You understand? A short analysis will help us to be honest with ourselves. It's an environmental assessment, an assessment of our immediate and our external environment as a church. Where am I going with this? We need to be honest with ourselves as a church. And the only way we can get to the point of being honest with ourselves is if we begin by a short analysis of us here as a church. What is, so that we can establish where we are now. Where are we now as a church? Short analysis will help us. Let's go to the next one. Say. Number one, sort analysis, and I'm sure some, we are all familiar with the sort analysis. Number one, a sort analysis will help us as a church to identify our strengths. What is it that is our strength as a church here in Maliham? No other church sings like us when it comes to music, praise and worship. We are powerful. So that is a strength that we can use. What else is our strength? Our strengths now, our strengths are governed by internal factors. Our strengths are, are, are governed by our internal cultures. What is our strengths? Do we know our strengths as a church? I would advise my elder that the starting point is that we should call the church together for a business meeting. And we first analyze our strengths as a church. What are we strong at? I've already given you one. All together. Our other strength is that we are a small church. That means we are easy to manage ourselves. Our strength number three is that we already have a, 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 it's a queue, property. Are we together? Our other strength is that most of our church members are gainfully employed. Let us know our strength. What do those strengths mean to us? Those strengths, mean, okay, the other strength is that our, our church is within the community. Now, if I'm going to plan a program, I'm planning a program knowing that my church, number one, is accessible to our target audience. That means we can have evening services. All together. Because they don't need to drive to come here. We can have evening services. They would work for us. Because that's one of our strengths. Now, let us know what our strengths are. What are other strengths that we know that we have as a church? Right here. Hospitality is our strength. Understand? We have people who have the ability to embrace people who are coming in. People who hardly feel rejected or that's another strength. What other strength do we have? Now, knowing our strengths is important before we can begin to plan. Why? Because you begin to play to your strengths as opposed to your weaknesses. See, I play soccer, mean, ne? Years back, I think I was in primary school. I got knocked up on my knee. And then later, Njengazo Puga still on the same side. Nyesok. I know what my right leg is weak. See, Rarely will anyone on the soccer pitch ever touch my right leg. Because over time I have learned to play with my head like this. And I always keep the ball 
make sure everything is away on my writing. It'll struggle up. No one, because I know my weakness, but I know my strength at the same time. So, so I always play to my strength. It's something that I have learned over time that I've come to realize, man. It, it has become an automated, you know, instinct. So every time I don't even need to think about it. This is what I'm saying. Our strength will help us to begin to know how to play this game, how to plan, how to approach things, because we know what we are strong at and what we are weak at. What are our weaknesses as a church? We don't keep time. What other weaknesses do we have? <laughs> the weakness you would take on a band of a fan and head to call a man of course who's an oral search. Besides, would you but tell you what was in us, but in a big call? Season Elder Mo. We don't visit each other. That is a weakness we need to eliminate. Why? Why do we need to eliminate? Because the master plan. Every leader knows. Which is no weakness. So how do I overcome that weakness? I'll make sure with number one in Vanama programs that will push people to visiting because our weakness is that we won't do it willingly. Or you make sure that my programs are embraced to the maximum such that even during the week they don't feel alone. That's because we have been honest with ourselves. What are what opportunities are available for us? What are the churches around us here? That is an opportunity altogether. That means this road, this road, this road, this road are ours. We have an opportunity right there. Altogether. But we have to know that every leader has to know that because before they can even start planning anything. That is an opportunity that we have. What other opportunities do we have? We begin to outline our, the opportunities that exist for us. And what are the threats to our church? Hmm? There will always be threats. There will always be threats. Crime is one of the threats. Altogether. The conference delaying to recognize us becomes a threat to us. The more they talk badly about us, the more bad PR we get, the more people will stay away from us. That is a threat that we need to deal with. Altogether. The absence of a pastor is another way. That one is a weakness. Altogether. So, let, we need to, number one, we need to become honest. Let's go back to the previous slide. Say. We need to become honest with ourselves so that we can understand at first where we are right now. Remember, the goal is for us to get here. But before we get here, we start there. We don't start with planning. 
We start with S, analysis, sort analysis of ourselves. Sisong, I will not go to Pestel. Pestel is more for these big businesses. It will not really. Now, having done that, says we're honest with ourselves. You see, a sort analysis helped us to be honest with ourselves. Ne? Do a sort analysis of your own self. You realize, who's nigga this cut? You'll realize that you will begin to realize the manyama weakness of now. Do a sort analysis of your own financial management skills, how you manage your finances. You'll be surprised. You realize, ah, yeah, ne? Every time, every time, ngangena emoli mpumana something. No matter where you go, you land. You go shangana no. You land. because ngenile se mpumengenge something. We need to be honest with ourselves. That's this point. That's the starting point. Now, having been honest with ourselves, the second thing that we need now is to define Maliham's desired state. This is the point where we dream. What is it that we desire? For our church, do we desire to go this way or to go that way? Where do we want to be after how long? At my church, uh, what we did this year, we are still in the planning stages. We the entire February for planning because we are not. Of course, it's Katie's sevens for a year because you know. If it was up to me, there's no need for us to have his sevens as Ketwa for a year. For a, for a number of reasons. Number one, ten Katie's sevens, ne? Not yet. Okay, Nizoketanin, roughly, I did. Two is from now. And then for the other year, Vesen Ketanini. Same much. Okay, that gives them um, about 12 months ne? to work. What can you achieve in 12 months? What we did in my church, we are implementing this. It's the first year we are implementing, so I can't give you results yet. It's not just my church. There is another church in Chimistin. Uh, we developed this with some friends of mine uh, who are also who are passionate about the ministry and, you know, uh, so we are planning for three years as a start. So we sat together, was it last week or the other week? We sat together and we set our plans. The previous week we did a sort of analysis. I was surprised at the things that I observed. I was almost drawn to tears. All together. As I told you where our church is, one of the guys, when we're talking, talking, when we get to the threat of our church, remember church at Sam Cookin? He says, I think you guys need to adjust your dress code. This is a member of the church as a marathon. He says it's hard for us to feel comfortable around you guys because of the way you dress. <clears throat> that almost brought me to tears. Out together. He says I was contemplating not coming to this church anymore 
because you guys in the lengoka ngayo it it leaves a gap that is too wide for us to feel comfortable you understand I mean, bling bling. I don't look too expensive, you know. But that's because when I go to my church, it is a We actually go to a point of getting to an agreement. Whenever the weather allows, the church says to programa t-shirts na machinos. You understand? It was not him alone. The other lady a mover was the same thing. She made an example what a friend of mine, but I knew it was her. I have a friend. Because you guys, you dress too fancy. Certainly don't to me. That is the reason why she does not come to church sometimes. It's because you're having a nazi We, I would, we would not have known that had we started had we not started where things should start. We got to a point of agreeing. With you guys, let's try. I'm not AY uniforms, whatever, t-shirts. Let's try t-shirts, trousers, if you can, on the scatulo sako. But no need for us to be fans. Altogether. And we saw that when we began to discuss, to do a sort analysis of our own church. After that, the following week, we sat down. Our planning is for three years. Our goals are for three years. No departmental leader has started planning. Out together. No one, no departmental leader has started planning anything yet. And it's just now about a month since he is seven years old. But no one has started planning because we want to do it right. Number one, so we are planning for an entire year, an entire three years. From those three years, we broke it down. Okay, this is 2019, what we want to achieve for 2019. And then what we want to achieve for 2020 and for 2021. From there, these plans will go to the church board. Once the church board accepts them, that means what December market is seven days They are not coming with their own vision. They are coming, they are taking a pattern to continue. Now, someone else will continue. You understand where I'm coming with? Not to Munda Shalerapana, a plan of programs like for 12 months, we are putting net day one every quarter, then they plan their programs, and boom, after 12 months, they are done. We are in the program of ticking boxes. That's the pain. We have become a program oriented church instead of being a mission driven organization. Ticking boxes, no, we had a match. We had a youth day, we had a music day, we had this day, we had this day. But what did we achieve? So where do we want to go? Say. Yeah. 
reaching the purpose. Mm. People that will change is three. The day I come to a change is the day I will find my purpose. Now, it says, if uh, our only brothers, they come to the church and warm up the fish and then walk away just because of the issue of the truth code, when the truth will come to the personality. Yeah. It says that there is a weakness for the church. We have moved from the mission of the Lord of things. Yeah. Let us be our brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. Because if you are able to buy yourself, they say, <laughs> 10 pairs of food. Mm. Is it not possible if you are a brother keeper and buy me the food that I don't have? Now, for the fact that you are no longer a brother's keeper, it's all by myself. I, I, let me go, so I can finish. And then it becomes a problem for many, many people who really want to come into the house of the Lord. We don't do it. We are shooting ourselves in the foot. And in this book, this is what I was thinking about all the shows. We're connecting spiritually. And then he's talk, she's talking about food in the, in the church of the Lord. Mm. And he says, We must know, especially because food, they must know, like they need the snake. But they must know which one does not have bread on the table. Thick. And then the church must not say, We're <coughs> going to pray for the bread. No, 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 the bread does not need a prayer. He needs a piece of bread on his table. Yeah. yeah. Now, being us, as we are failing to be our brothers, we are failing even to provide for our own fellow brothers and sisters who are in need, who are not working. Yeah. <laughs> the, here's the thing. These guys I'm talking about are people that we baptized last year. So they have no problem with our doctrine. They have no problem with our gospel. But they are willing to leave the church simply because we dress too smart for the environment we are in. But we can never know these things unless and until we have a a session where as a church we talk about ourselves and understand where we are. And then we define where we need to go. Now that we know where we are and we know where we need to go, the next logical step is for us to begin to decide, now how do we get there? Then the departments have begun to plan. The point of the existence of each department is for them to plan for the church how to get there. How to get But this cut is meaning our umnyaga were to call our stage number three. Already let's first define what you are supposed to plan towards. Then we get to a point of defining now how do we get there as a church? Then just divide this is what we want our goal is to ensure that we have got 20 combats in the next three years. How do we get there? Okay, that means we break them down. Five for this, five for this year, whilst we are still polishing our systems. Uh, ten for next year, because our systems will be fine. And then maybe another five for the next year. How do we get there? Then we begin to streamline our programs like that. Because everyone is informed by the objectives of the church, being fully aware of what the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, and the threats that define this church are. 
And then, of course, there's what is called uh, monitoring and evaluation, which is where the administration of the church comes in. There has to be a constant monitoring and evaluation. That's the point of the church board. To monitor and evaluate the progress of the church. But the reason why our church boards are consumed by non-gospel issues is because we have no gospel agenda to start with. When was the last time you sat in a church board where we began to cry, you would know this department, this departmental leader is not functioning? When was the last church board? Why shall I? What one? No, he hasn't. No, no, no. We need, we need to change. He's leader. No, 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 no. We're not, he's not going anywhere. When, when, so I thought we be church board, have a discussion with his But I bet you have been to church boards where someone is being censured. You have been to church boards where we are discussing whether we like or we don't like this pastor. You have been to church boards where we discuss all those things. When will our church boards sit to discuss our mission? Amen. Amen. Then consistently and constantly there should be monitoring and evaluation. Are we still on track? Every department, are they still on track? Are they achieving? What have you experienced? Where do you need help? Where should the elder begin to chip in behind the departmental leader? What do you need help with? Because our mission is the core of our existence. Nothing matters more than it. Okay, we have done this. Let's leave this one. Right. <laughs> now, this is what we have done in my church. Let me first. <laughs> now, <clears throat> I want you to note these departments. Ah, let's go down, sir. Chief. Two slides down. Next. 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 Yeah, next until you populate that. Thank you again. There's one more. Lovely. Now, I need you to note these, these departments. If you see these departments of the church, these are what you call people-oriented departments. I, I have no way of explaining it, but these are departments are seven zangabantu. Okay, all departments, but these are people-oriented departments. I hope you understand. This is ambassadors. You can come to church and find ambassadors. Pathfinders, you find um, pathfinders. Uh, family life, you find families, mom and wife and kids. You find, you find health and temperance, you, you know, uh, Adventist youth ministries, Adventist men, okay, children's ministries. Adventist. Now, this is what we have done in our church. These we have defined as core departments. Now, what we are doing, no other department is planning in the first phase. Only these departments. Why? Because our calendar will feature only these departments. What we have done as well in my church is that 
we will allocate a month of emphasis for each department. So we will not have a youth day. We'll have a youth emphasis month. So only, only these departments are doing the primary planning. Now having planned on how they remember they are informed by our mission and our objectives and our goals on how to plan. Having planned, then we bring in what we call the supporting internal structures. What are the supporting internal structures? Go down, say. Populate that one. We have got music. You have education. You have stewardship. You have the deaconry, personal ministry, supper school, publishing, building. These don't need days. All together. Tell me, we have a music day. What's the point? What are we planning to achieve in a music day? But when these departments plan, music now begins to feature. They plan on how music is going to support us in all these that we are doing. These become the supporting departments of the church. Now I'm telling you, we are starting this. Uh, there are other churches in Soweto who have been implement we have started maybe a year or so implementing this altogether. It's a strategy that would make our churches better. The guy who <laughs> Okay. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a strategist by profession. At first we thought he is crazy before we began to analyze and, and, and feed it and, 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 and we realized that it makes so much sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I've said my elder, if you need help, we can make sure that you have, you'll come, take you through it step by step until the church is at a point where you need it to be. These are the departments that, so these court departments having planned, they begin now, all these others now have to plan on, they begin to, 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 to. these other departments, their mission is to support these court departments. Because these court departments are the people-oriented departments of the church. We don't need to have a publishing day. Because every other program publishing has to see that the visitors are issued with pamphlets. You know? When we are doing a youth ministries, whatever, a talker's health and temperance, why should we have a day where we sit and talk about education? What for? Personal ministries. <laughs> we can't be dedicating days to sit and plan on how to may implement the plans of the church. Personal ministries should not have a day. Personal ministries should make sure that the days exist and they function. Not to have a day in personal ministries. Personal ministries is the function of the church. We can't have a day of personal ministries. If ever we're going to have a day of personal ministries, maybe it's the days as van and where we sit and plan. 
Deacon, these days we have got deacons days. Where the deacons come and talk to the church convincing us of how important they are to us. <laughs> what for? How does that lead to our mission? <laughs> ah, Chief, you have, you have gone. Let's, let's stay there. You see, all these other departments, they begin to function the way the supper school functions. Have you ever realized that the supper school features every Sabbath? Supper school superintendents knows what every Sabbath, whether it's, 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 it's women's ministries, it's locals, it's AY. Supper school superintendent knows that I have a job to do. Today, every, all these supporting departments, they begin to function like that. They know what we have to plan on how to support AY music, on how to support women's ministries music, on how to support Dokas music, on how to support Among music. Not what is day to music. I love music. That's why I will use music. You understand? And then, of course, you have got church administration, which is the elders. Now, one my church, you have got Amma days, are my elders. Treasury, church clerk, and the pastors. These are the guys who ought to make sure that the administration of the church is sound, it's solid, so that all these other guys can function. So, as I have said, in my church, <laughs> in my church, we are going to be having a month to a department. Only six departments, we even streamlined it to, to less than this. Only six departments are going to feature, to have days in my church this year. We'll have a month for Adventist uh, 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 youth, youth emphasis where the youth is driving the mission. How are the youth fitting into the mission of the church? For a month, we will be focusing on that, uh, going into the community, doing youth programs, youth outreach, youth whatever, whatever. Then after that, we have to talk any family life where we are now concentrating on building the families around, counseling, you know, all that kind of stuff. After that, we have the next department. After that, we youth ministries again. An entire month, we are moving away from becoming a program-oriented church to becoming a mission focused organization. In those amateurs, they have to fall in our churches. They are not working for us. They are just there for us to enjoy and tick boxes, as many boxes as we can. But we are not growing. Uh, take me to the, I think it's the second slide from the third slide from the top. We are, we are, we are done. Any questions, any contributions? Yeah. Okay. Say. Uh, yes, I say. To the third. To the third.
Right, go down. Yes, no, no, that one, that one. As you just, yes, let's hold it there. No, no, no. <laughs> my, uh, no, my church, my church, my church is very, very, very small in stage. But as I'm saying, what is? Okay, as I say, yeah, these are ideologies that were developed by a group of guys, a ministry that we are in, and uh, we are ever willing. Yeah. Mm. Program. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
when you talk of these doors, I see some smiling. <laughs> Any other comments? I think we are we are we are we are done. So the mission is goi therefore all together. Uh, the last part, the, 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 uh, around the, 80, the, the in late 19th century, a gentleman by the name of Charles, uh, Charles Pierce uh, coined a philosophy um, a philosophy of pragmatism. You know pragmatism? Now, the whole philosophy and concept of, of, of pragmatism. Pragmatism is an ideology that says um, it proposes that uh, uh, um, whatever works satisfactorily, that the meaning of a proposition is always found in the practical consequences of accepting it. What, what pragmatism says is that the end justifies the means that it does not matter what you do as long as at the end of the day you will achieve what you want it's fine pragmatism is 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 the root of concepts such as uh, look if it makes you happy then it's okay Forget about everyone else. Forget about what God says. If it makes you happy, do it. Pragmatism suggests that, you know what, forget the, important, forget the process. As long as at the end of the day you have ticked the right boxes, the process does not matter. Out together. And it's unfortunate what we exist at a time where even in our churches we are beginning to function in that in that space where it no longer matters. We no longer give ourselves time to focus on the processes because we are telling ourselves you know, as long as we will get to heaven, that's what matters. But God is as concerned with the process as he is concerned with the outcome of that process. God says, make ye disciples. The disciple matters to God as much as the process of making the disciple matters. So we ought to begin to invest ourselves, our resources, and our minds to the process of making, of making the disciple. We ought to invest in the making of the disciple. I should know as an eventual loser call as long as in Ayesulwini will write. Kuna banyamanda baza Ayesulwini benga banga mat disciples. But our mission is to make disciples. Sisongi. The work of God is suffering because church is full of Christians who have not yet become disciples. And it's just no, singaba hamba yotina siye kaya zulim. God has called us to a great work, and let me conclude it where I started it. The mission is our mandate, and the church is the executor of that mandate. The mandate is holy, although the messengers, the executors, are just human. The mandate will always be bigger than the church. The church cannot inform the mandate. It's the mandate that defines the church. The shape of the church should be so as to fit the mandate, not as... Ten, changing the mandate to fit 
the church. The mandate, uh, the message will has remained the same throughout the ages, but the messengers are changing. So let us also change in how we are sending the message. You can no longer send a fax today. Come on, who has a fax machine? Just send a WhatsApp message, Spumain Twain, all together. The message is still the same. Let us meet next, next week and Monday or three. Then when you balloon to mail fax, come on, just send it to me in an email. The, fax, the message remains the same, but the messengers have changed. So have the transmission methods of the message. For instance, social media, I know you guys have a YouTube channel, am I right? Social media works phenomenally if put in the right hands. We can begin to push the machine through social marketing, through social media. Out together. We can begin. If someone that was heard by, 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 by the 30 people who are here, you can make sure that by Friday it's been heard by 30, 30 more people or 90 other people. Same, same one. But you are pushing it only through the pressing of buttons. The message remains the same, but the means of transmitting that message have to change to suit the time and the demands. Altogether. Lastly, the mission has always been God's means of saving the missionary. A certain old man once said, I have observed that every time I wash clothes, before the clothes get clean, it's my hands that become clean. As I wash, I want to clean the clothes, but the process of washing makes my hands clean before the clothes. As we continue in the washing, we become clean before they become clean. We become disciples in the process of making them disciples. We become saved in the process of bringing them to salvation because the mission has always been God's means of saving the missionary. So it's a cycle that begins with you. That said, I think we are done. May God bless us. Amen. I don't think there are any other questions or contributions. Amen. I just got done.